So hello everybody, a very warm welcome. As you're all arriving, it would be really lovely if you could just put into the chat where you're from this evening, where you are, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about how often you come to these sessions, how many times you've been here. It'd be really, it's really nice for us to see where we all are. So I can see Daniel has started let us know. We've got oh, Saddam from Dorset, Cyan from Didcot. Oh, we have uh, someone from Italy. Ooh, it's all going back very quickly. Kosovo, Oxford, Milan, Devon, Cumbria. Wonderful. Ayrshire. Ah, my mum's hometown. Ireland, Derbyshire. Lovely. So lovely to see you all here. Welcome, each and every one of you. How have we got Italy again? Lots of people from all over the place. I'm from, I'm in Portugal at the moment. So anyone from Portugal here? No? Okay. Paula from London comes once a week. Welcome. Oh, and... Bridget's not been here for six months, but she's here now. So happy new year and happy new year to everyone who's joining us this evening. Um, so tonight um, I'd like to welcome um, Nick Hammond. He's joined us tonight to talk about building compassion and inspiration through the simple act of noticing. Um, Nick's going to be at one hour session tonight and I'm very, you're very welcome to put questions into the chat as we go through. So we invite you to do that if you want to put any questions into the chat as we go through this evening. And my colleagues here at the OMF will collect them all up and we will have a time for a short question and answer session at the end of the session. So if you have any questions as we go through this evening, then please drop them into the chat. Let me tell you a little bit about Nick. You may have read something in the intro to this session, but uh, in 2018, following quite a significant bereavement, Nick really started to embrace the world of mindfulness. He studied for a master's in mindfulness at Bangor University and trained as a mindfulness teacher and supports the Mindfulness Network as the deputy chair of trustees for the charity. He's also a fellow of the Royal Society of the Arts, the RSA, and a street wizard at Street Wisdom, which is about street-based creativity and mindfulness workshops. I don't see the point of hat, Nick, so I assume it's not about that. <laughs> um, in fact, street wisdom is an everyday creative practice that you use as you walk. Nick describes this as a smart fusion of mindfulness, neuroscience, and wellness. It unlocks our minds and unblocks our creativity with every step, which sounds fascinating. Nick has done a TED talk about street wisdom, and he will talk a bit about this uh, as part of the session this evening. Nick tells me he's passionate about using mindfulness tools to assist people in dealing with challenges, big or small, whether in the community or in business. And his other passions include his family, that's Joe, Rory, Luke and Miles, outdoor swimming and walking his dog Elliot in the Surrey Hills. So 
A very warm welcome to you, Nick, and to each and every one of you who have joined this evening. We have 172 people here. A happy new year to everyone who's here. And we look forward to participating in this session together. I'm going to pass you over, Nick, um, to take over. Thank you very much and welcome again. Lovely. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Marion. And yeah, lovely to see everyone this evening. Um, Happy New Year uh, from everybody around the world. And it is a real delight and an honour to be here to, to uh, talk a little bit um, about the theme of noticing. And so there are kind of two sections here. Um, uh, the first section really is going to be a bit of a practice. I'm going to, in a few moments, going to guide a practice um, around noticing. And uh, and then perhaps a little perhaps a little perhaps a little bit of inquiry, a little bit of um, a few thoughts in chat. If you if there's anything that comes up for you uh, from that practice, and then I'm going to show a few slides around um, street wisdom, uh, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but yeah, so and I I just wanted to I mean I, I the reason why noticing is 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 the theme really today is that it kind of it connects really nicely with the concept of street wisdom but also it's one of my favorite words i love the simplicity of the word what it means and how it for me it seems to encapsulate so much around the way that we can live our lives if we choose to in a beneficial fashion and i thought it might be helpful uh, to draw a, a bit of a, a definition or a quote that i uh, that, that is on the national health the nhs national health service website in uk um, government website and it has a definition of mindfulness on there. I'm just going to read very briefly a small bit from that. It talks about mindfulness uh, involves paying attention to what is going on inside and outside ourselves moment by moment. It's easy however to stop noticing the world around us. It's also easy to lose touch with the way our bodies are feeling and, and to end up living in our heads, caught up in our thoughts without stopping to notice how those thoughts are driving our emotions and behavior. And so I, that's why noticing is so important. So being aware of what is happening and doing that in a really kind of non-judgmental and compassionate fashion, as best as we can uh, from moment to moment. And you know there are lots of different ways we can notice. And um, we're gonna sort of practice a few of those today. And then as I say later, we'll talk about street wisdom, which is a really lovely way to notice what happens in, in, in and around us. Yeah. So, yeah, the invitation really now. Um, yeah. So I'm going to sort of guide, a, guide a short practice. And so the invitation um, and it's all really going to be around noticing. And we're going to the invitation is to yeah, get comfortable into whatever position, um, whatever position uh, works for you. So and, and really whatever position. So I'm going to be sitting down. Uh, but if you prefer to stand up or or even lie down, this is going to be about 15 minute um, practice. And um, yeah, the invitation is going to be to close our eyes at the beginning if that feels comfortable. I'm going to be doing that, but absolutely, if 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 that's not something you feel comfortable with, then then then, then don't do that. But um, towards the end of the practice, uh, I'm going to suggest that we open our eyes. So it's going to be so we're going to be sort of starting with our eyes closed, and then um, and then perhaps opening them a little bit towards the end of the practice. Um, and really everything is going to be, uh, so we're going to be talking quite a lot about noticing and, and noticing lots of different things in our experience, essentially. So, yeah, so, yeah, so just getting, you know, just coming to, just to, to stillness or 
or, or, or less movement perhaps for a moment and um, closing of the eyes if that feels comfortable or if not then perhaps lowering the gaze or softening the gaze. Yeah, just beginning to notice how it is perhaps to close the eyes, perhaps a change of pace, perhaps being aware that perhaps it's towards the end of the day where we are, or perhaps it's not, perhaps in different parts of the world, the beginning of the day, but busy lives, beginning of the new year, and perhaps for a moment, just noticing how it feels to settle. Yeah, to stop moving quite so much, to step away from all of the activity. Yeah, noticing what's around us, starting with the contact points, connecting the body to, yeah, whatever's holding us up. So it may be we're sitting, maybe the noticing our feet on the floor, maybe the uh, bum on the seat. Noticing where our hands are, perhaps on our legs or our lap. And a sense of being supported, held up, noticing that kind of, yeah, the kind of strength, that kind of solidity below us, whether on the ground floor or further up in a building maybe outside, but that kind of, yeah, that real sense of support and solidity, holding us in place, holding us up. And noticing our posture, so, yeah, comfortable posture, as best we can, but whatever posture is assisting us in this moment, supporting us in this, in this practice, within this practice, in this moment. And maybe just taking a moment to move a little bit, if that feels okay, if that feels good, if that helps. And now perhaps noticing other aspects around us, perhaps temperature, different levels of temperature so perhaps coolness on the exposed skin warmth where we have clothing and maybe tightness where the clothes are clothing's tight or loose a sense of weight, warmth, the clothing covers the body. Noticing the differences, the variations, sensations across the body, different parts of the body. Whatever comes up is fine, absolutely fine. There's no right answer, wrong answer here. 
being aware of what comes up, noticing what comes up, being as compassionate as we can, as kind as we can to whatever the whatever the sensations are, whatever the feeling, the good or bad or maybe just neutral. Being as okay as we can be with whatever is in this moment. And this moment. Letting some awareness of the yeah, sensations, connections, letting those slide into the background a little bit and letting awareness of the breath. It feels comfortable, if that feels okay. Awareness of the breath perhaps coming a little bit more into the foreground, awareness. Where are we noticing the breath most clearly, most keenly in this moment? How is it showing up in the body for us right now? Maybe it's in the nose and the throat, mouth. Yeah, flowing down the throat. And the chest, the lungs and the rib cage moving in harmony, synchronicity. Noticing the heart, noticing our hearts beating away continuously. Maybe if we can, sending a bit of love into the heart space, a bit of compassion, kindness, if we can, as much as we can. Sense of love to our heart space, to ourselves. Maybe taking a moment to thank ourselves, yeah, taking this moment, taking this time for ourselves, yeah, noticing this gift. It's New Year's gift, this present to ourselves, to look after ourselves in this moment and as much as we can moving forward. And maybe the breath. You're more aware of the breath way down in the stomach. 
deep down in the abdomen. Stomach moving in and out. Powerful di diaphragm. We notice the diaphragm doing this, this hugely powerful hidden muscle. Stretching, relaxing like a parachute or an umbrella. Drawing air into the lungs and then releasing it out again. And it's noticing where we are most aware of the breath. And of course, yeah, this could change from moment to moment. That's absolutely fine. I'm not trying to breathe in any particular way, but just letting the breath breathe itself. Letting the breath, breathe the body. And letting focus, a special focus on the breath slide into the background a little bit, if you can, if that feels comfortable. Perhaps becoming a little bit more aware of sounds. Sounds that maybe inside the body. Heart beating, maybe stomach. Maybe we have just eaten, maybe looking forward to eating. Sounds outside the body in the room. Maybe outside the room. Not trying to seek sounds out specially, but letting the sounds come to us, come to the ears, like two large microphones, letting the sounds arrive at the ears, received by the ears, just noticing sounds. The mind gets carried away, thoughts. puppy chasing a ball or a stick. See if we can kindly, compassionately bring the attention back to the present moment as best we can. It's absolutely fine. The mind is made to wander. We can, it's an act of mindfulness in itself, just to notice best we can, the mind wandering off and guiding, dancing back to our present moment, this space, this place. Yeah, for the next, just letting the sound slide into the background best we can. That feels okay. An invitation now, if it feels comfortable, feels okay, 
invitation is going to be to open our eyes now. If it feels better to keep them closed, then that's, of course, completely fine. But if it feels okay to open the eyes, it's taking a moment to just have a look around where we are in the room. Maybe outside the room, if we have a window, if it's maybe dark, of course, but if it's daylight outside, maybe looking outside and the simple suggestion is, is to so be drawn to what attracts you. So just looking around and as best as we can, being drawn to what attracts us. So it may be, you know, maybe there's a picture of a family member, family, family member or family on our desk or you know, maybe it's a picture, a special picture that hangs on the wall, a colour that we really like. Yeah, maybe it's a book we remember reading, something on the bookshelf, or yeah, maybe we could see outside, maybe it's a view, a tree or the sky. Yeah, whatever, just holding that thought, what can we see that draws us to it, draws us in terms of being attracted, a sense of being drawn, just noticing if anything comes up, if we're seeing anything, if we're feeling anything. Yeah. Just bringing this short practice to a close. And I'd like to read a short poem by Elizabeth English. And this is entitled, Today We Learn to Fly. Today we learn to fly, using the wings you have brought along, the ones you made in school that time with a fair-haired teacher who tried so hard, but probably cried in the staff room afterwards. And surprise, surprise, the wings never really worked. So you added bits here and there over the years, always hoping they might come good, hoping for liftoff. So these are the wings we will use because they're the ones you have. And we'll start by noticing they are there. Yeah, so just bring this yeah, practice to close and we'll gently welcoming you back. Yeah, just taking a moment really to transition and maybe that involves a, a drink or a stretch. Um, you know, whatever the body's saying, whatever the body is, um, yeah, whatever it's, whatever feels good, whatever sounds good. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. We have a few minutes if anybody has anything they'd like to pop in chat. Um, yeah, anything that may have came, come up from the, you know, the practice of noticing, obviously starting with these sort of internal aspects of noticing and then transitioning through to, yeah, anything that may have, you may have noticed from, from internal aspects or perhaps 
yeah, uh, external ones. If anything, anybody has anything to share, that'd be great to hear. And pop something in, pop in chat, I think, is the best way to do that. So I think, yeah, unless there was any, if anything that anybody wanted to mention, that's obviously fine. Um, all right, lovely, sorry, news. Yeah, lovely, thank you. Yeah, so totally agree, guidance can be really helpful, can't it, in these sorts of instances, it can really work sometimes. Yeah, gift, yeah, lovely. singing bowl yes thank you okay yes that's right well lovely mark isn't it often we if we look slightly differently we see things we don't normally see yeah yeah yes the sound of microphones and receiving yeah yeah the importance of noticing thank you Susanna great well thank you for showing those and so I'm going to skin a segue I think into the next section um, so I'm going to share my screen and so hopefully this is all going to work. Technology. There we go. Yes. So I think hopefully um, you can see that just checking we can that can be seen Marilyn that's good yeah. Yeah, brilliant, thank you. Okay, so yeah, so we have just a few minutes or 15 minutes or so, and really this is just going on from, yeah, just sort of building on the subject of noticing. And this is a um, <clears throat> a presentation. This is a kind of a, a, an abridged presentation that I did. I did a TED talk, as Marion mentioned a few years ago. Um, it's actually, I think it's 2016, scarily enough, nearly, yeah, nearly six, seven years ago, um, about street wisdom. And you can you can look online uh, if you type in Street Wisdom in my name, you can see um, the full the full talk. Um, but essentially, uh, this is kind of a yeah a version that's short, slightly shorter version. But I want to try and bring to life Street Wisdom, and you know the power of its power as a kind of a, a mindfulness, uh, compassionate tool and a kind of inspirational tool. Yeah. So in terms of the flow, I'm going to talk a little bit about me to create a bit of context. Um, what street wisdom is and how it works, and then a little bit of how it affects other people. And I can also talk um, on how uh, you can get involved or how you can have a go if, it, you know, if that's something that interests you. And yes, the other starting point for this is really 10 years ago, which is my kind of first exposure to mindfulness, although I didn't really know it at the time. I was working and had worked for a, a number of kind of large organizations different marketing companies and um took the train to waterloo a lot and um i was a bit exhausted by all of that and uh and i was looking really to do try and do something else and street wisdom came along to help me in that kind of process and although i didn't realize what i was looking for which is one of the, one of the wonderful things about street wisdom i wanted to kind of step off the platform and it's not like I don't take the train anymore. Of course I do, but um, it allowed me to sort of change perspective and kind of change direction a little bit in life. 
Um, now we've got a video here and that volume may be slightly low. So if you are able to turn up the volume, your end for this, it's about 90 seconds and that would be, that would be fab. So I'm just going to play this. This gives a nice little introduction. It involves a guy called David Pearl, who's the founder, wonderful guy of Street Wisdom. A lot of us spend a lot of time walking, but this is about wandering. That's to say being purposefully purposeless. I'm David Pearl, um, and I am the inventor of uh, Street Wisdom, which is a nonprofit that offers to turn your street, any street, anywhere, into a source of inspiration. What it is, is what we call a workshop. Engaging your intelligence by going for a sort of walk, for a wander, to be specific. It's got three bits. We first tune up our senses. I mean, normally when you go down a street, you're trying to keep the world out. We do the opposite, which is like, tune up your senses so you can take information in. Second part is we call it a quest. Um, essentially, you go for a wander, asking a question, and see what the world throws at you. And then in the third phase is the sharing, where you get together with people either in person or online and share what happened. The sharing phase is almost the richest part of it, where people listen to each other's stories of what happened in the street and so on and so forth. So all free, all simple to do, giving a practice, everyday creative practice to people they can use anytime, anyplace, anywhere. It is a very positive change when people in cities that are quite often quite stressful can throw a switch in their mind and turn an ordinary day into something inspirational. Street Wisdom is playing right in that space. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so it's, it's always great to hear David talk about Street Wisdom. And here's just a, a, just a bit of a chart um, a, few, a bit of a slide about this, and it's really about finding better ways to do stuff, which I think we're all, all in need of. Um, it can be an everyday creative practice. Um, it's a, re a real kind of mindful practice, but it's also about neuroscience and wellness, and it helps us kind of look uh, at the world in a different way. And it's the kind of thing that you can do simply by kind of stepping outside your front door. And, and actually, I would say it can also be done at home. And there are ways that, that, that you know, it can be done in all sorts of ways. So, um, yeah, so it's really just um, and there are basically these are the, these are the stages. Uh, so uh, there are kind of and this can take a, a, a certain amount of time. The, the, the overall um, process can take up can take three hours, but it can be done at whatever time you have, and essentially. Um, you can also have a, you can also have a, it can be done on a podcast. So you can do it whenever you want and, for, uh, and however quickly you want. But um, the first three sections are about tuning our, 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 ourselves to the street. Often we're walking through the street, we're not really paying attention to what's happening. And these, these kind of uh, techniques really just to approach the street and to be in the street in a really different kind of way. And so I'll talk a little bit more detail about these in a minute. And then the fourth, the, the third, second section is the quest. And this is where we ask the street to question the question. We actually try to get some wisdom from the street. And the third section is about sharing. So the first, uh, let's get curious, is really is exactly the same as we did right at the very end. 
of the practice, which is we ask people to wander wherever they are in the streets and simply be drawn to what attracts them. And there's a real physicality about that um, because it allows people to start, start responding with their bodies. Um, they're physically moving towards things that they find interesting and exciting. So it helps us step out of this kind of cognitive space and into the body, of course, which is a real kind of mindful aspect of mindfulness. Um, and, you know, and to notice things that we don't normally notice as within the chat, there were a couple of examples there where, you know, we look at things slightly differently than we notice things, we notice different things, we notice those things in different sorts of ways. So that's the first stage. And the second stage, um, uh, we ask people to want to wander off and to, and to be drawn to what attracts them. And then we, we gather them back, we have a little chat. Um, and then this, the second one is wonderful, because this is about taking, taking your time. And what we ask people to do is to walk really slowly, gradually. Um, and of course, we're not used to doing that, but there's a real opportunity to slow right down and see the world in a different kind of way. And that is extremely powerful, a real kind of mindful movement process. And the th so third section of this tune up is lighting up your life. And the question and the, the suggestion there is that people um, look for the beauty in everything. We ask people to look for the beauty in everything. Uh, and it's amazing how beautiful everything becomes. Uh, and uh, the inspiration that can come from that. And we ask people to look for uh, things that they may not normally find beautiful and to try and see what they can find, um, uh, find beautiful about that. And of course that creates this amazing connection with our environment, grounds us uh, and so forth. That helps us to step out of autopilot. You know, what, what are we missing in life? Um, and so these are the three tune-up exercises that really help us connect us to the street. And then the next section, um, and uh, and this is a kind of a section all on its own where we simply ask people to ask the street a question and um, and wonder with that kind of question in their mind. And we tend to say that questions that kind of mid-range questions are best. So uh, questions like the, um, what is the meaning of life tend to be perhaps a little bit too big. And then questions like should I have that cheese sandwich or should I have that cucumber sandwich? Are probably a little bit too small so but it's kind of questions that sit in the middle so it could be around um uh, it could be about a home question changing jobs it could be uh, about a hobby um one of the great questions we ask the phrase we use is um what does uh, using my name what does nick need to know now that he doesn't know now and often that can create a whole flood of different things that come up and so walking, asking this question and see what comes up and it could be, and the street could answer in all sorts of ways. It could be signs, um, it could be smells, uh, it could be uh, noises, you know, the whole um, ability to listen and connect with the environment. Uh, it could be talking to people. And I'll talk a little bit in an example about how that worked for me, but it's amazing actually just going up to strangers in the street and asking them, telling them your question and seeing what they say. Um, can be just extraordinary. And then finally, we have the sharing. We kind of gather together if there's a group of us, and this is a happy band that I, I kind of moderated back in 2015, I think, on a pub in Borough Market on the banks of the Thames. And that was a lovely gang. And we shared and often, you know, so much more can come up within that discussion that can make it really exciting and interesting. And so here are just some examples of how the kinds of things, just building what I said earlier, what can happen within a, you know, kinds of things that people might want to ask and why street wisdom can work. So 
It may be that we feel trapped. Um, it may feel that there's, we feel stuck and we're not sure which way to go. Um, we may want to work out what we want to do in the future. Uh, so, you know, directions, it can really help us with the kind of directions in our life. It may feel in a dead end or that we are um, just going round and round in circles, like a roundabout, or it's as simple as just deciding which way to go. You know, should I choose this or should I choose that? And just asking the street a question is a really lovely way to do that. Um, yeah. And what is what I love especially about street wisdom is because, of course, you know, we can be creative in all sorts of places. But um, there's a kind of a view, isn't that we need to be, uh, you know, go uh, to the countryside or, you know, the middle of a lake or up a mountain for that kind of you know, amazing inspiration. But it really isn't true. Um, you know, you know, as, as we know from from mindfulness is what really tends to have a big impact is how we are in our heads and actually you know the vibrancy and the the inspiration and the busyness of a street is uh, a really interesting place um uh, to, to be creative and so you know and also the fact is it's so if we often many of us live in cities it's really it's really easy to get to yeah and so just coming back to my experience it's, it's coming to towards the end of this short presentation when i was doing this uh street was an uh, adventure we like to call it and it was in 2012 in trafalgar square um and, and it amazed me it made me feel amazing and i wasn't sure quite what it was i mean looking back on it now i realized i was feeling really mindful and connected but i didn't really know what that word meant then but i was wandering around i spoke to a mandolin player called pascal who i'm still in touch with actually who was playing the mandolin in trafalgar square um you know that tends to happen quite a lot in trafalgar square so um that was rather lovely and i, I told him my question and he really I wanted to try and set up my own business and he was so positive and supportive. It really helped me in my direction following that. Um, so I've got a lot to thank him for. Um, I just want to get, give another couple of these, one more example. This is somebody who came on, and this is an example of you know, somebody I think hopefully has benefited. This is a lady called Anna who came on a street wisdom uh, adventure talk that I did. And she was trying to work out whether she should stay in, in the UK or she should choose to have another job. Um, but one of her options was to um, go and work in a charitable uh, makerspace um, uh, community project in Ghana um, called Kumati Hive. And she said to me that from that experience, the street told her that what she needed to do, and she actually and she actually left the country, emigrated to to work in this um, work in this charity, which was you know I think it's a lovely story um, for that to have that kind of massive impact. Yeah. And just some quotes here, I won't read them all out, but uh, these are just some examples. These are on the website of some people who have been on the Street Wisdoms, the kind of things that it helped them to do and helped them to develop, if you like. And yeah, and it is interesting that the, the, the street um, that may appear to be silent as we rush through it has this tremendous inspirational um, capacity uh, and can support us and be kind to us uh, uh, if we just allow it to, if we allow ourselves to be grounded and connected. And I love that last one, which is in the outcome, the purest and most brilliant clarity is perhaps the last thing we would expect, isn't it? But, um, you know, sometimes we can get these sorts of things in the most unexpected places. Yeah. And uh, all the information is on streetwisdom.org. There's um, a book and there's a podcast. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there's, and if anyone would like to find a bit more information about what I do, 
uh, with street wisdom and, and and not with street wisdom then you know that's that's my website so yeah so just i'll just stop my share there yeah So hi there, Marin. I think there were some, maybe potentially some questions that you were or, or thoughts yeah. that you're harvesting, if there are any come through. Yes, so if there are any questions that you want to put to Nick, um, please would you would you pop pop them in the um pop them in the chat? We have a few up to 10 minutes maybe to have a look at some of your questions. Um, I'd just like to say a huge thank you for that, Nick. I was um cu very curious about what street wisdom might be and uh I think what I've kind of learned from this and the noticing, this idea of simply noticing, um, what's come across to me is that uh, I could, just by taking time in my walking down my normal places, that it's, it's something about noticing what other signs might be there. By asking the questions, maybe some wisdom arises in that place that I wouldn't normally go. So normally in my meditation, I may ask some questions like this, and I'm lost in my busy mind. But the invitation seems to be that if I take myself outside and take time to ask my question and notice what other forms of answers there might be, there may be some wisdom there. I didn't yeah. know, have I got that right somehow? I'm quite yeah, curious yeah. and excited about that idea. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it sounds wonderful. And I think, you know, there's such a close, uh, although I didn't realise at the time, um, there is such a close connection between this and, and mindfulness. I mean, for example, you know, the mindful walking aspect, mindful movement, when we're asking people to walk really slowly, connecting ourselves to the environment. And actually, um, one of the most amazing things I found is actually, when I was doing one of these practices, actually standing, when I was in Trafalgar Square, I stood still for five minutes and it was just amazing to watch everybody rushing around and the, you know, the different kinds of perspective that you get from that. Um, and yeah, and of course, you know, this is just another type of noticing. We're noticing all the time when we're practicing and when it's, you know, whatever kind of practice that may be. Um, but this is just another way of noticing and a way of, 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 yeah, supporting ourselves, being kind to ourselves, but also, you know, perhaps, um, you know, answering some questions that are important to us. So, yeah, no, it sounds like a, a great plan. That's like a great plan. Mary. Okay. So we have now got some questions coming mm. in on the on the chat yeah. uh, now, mm. Nick. So actually, Martin is asking: Is is street wisdom about asking the questions or about seeking the answers? Uh, so I think it's I think it's about both. So um, it's uh, ideally it's about having a question um, that you can hold in your mind. Uh, that's important to you, uh, Martin, and then noticing what the what uh, what the street says. And we have this expression, which I rather love, is that actually uh, the street will uh, the street often has a lot to say, but it doesn't necessarily shout. Sometimes it whispers, so you kind of have to listen very carefully to it. Sometimes it's a little noise. Sometimes it's a sign around the corner, and and sometimes. It will be that um, you may not think it said anything, but something will happen, you know, the next day or in a week's time. These things might sort of bubble up in that kind of way. So it's about both, I would say, yeah. So there's something there about the being aware of the noticing and it may take some time to flourish in the mind then. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, there are some other questions here too. Mm. Um, 
uh, and I've got some some in my chat here. Mm. When you go up and ask people questions in mm. the street, mm. that seems like quite a curious thing to do. What's mm. the response from people? Generally, people love it because people love being asked things, don't they? People love being asked their their opinion. So I would say nine out of times out of ten, when I've done this or when people have done it in groups, they generally find people to just love it. And actually, because it's quite radical, that kind of interaction, it can be a really powerful way to get information. Yeah. Okay, I I'm loving the idea of walking up to complete strangers and saying, "Should I move to the other side of the world?" and being curious about what might happen. So yeah. Um, Actually, um, Kalyana's curious. I hope I've said your mm. name correctly, sorry. Um, I'm curious, do you feel that people benefit from this because they're more keenly aware of how they feel and react to what's already around? Um, but now that they're setting the intention, bringing the notice in. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think it's all about attitude, Kalyana, thank you. And I think it is because, you know, we are, um, surrounded by all this stuff anyway. This may be a street that we walk down normally, but it's how we are approaching it. Um, and you know, when we're helping people who, uh, you know, to, with these tools, uh, we, you know, we're giving them this technology actually that we call it. This kind of being drawn to attractive things, slowing down, seeing the beauty and everything. That is, these are really powerful uh, connecting, mindful tools. I think that allow us to see the world differently. Um, and but yeah absolutely about the intention and and really amplifying uh, the awareness and noticing hopefully that answers your question yeah and i've just re i've just made the connection for myself there when you said about the tools yeah. that maybe slowing down and noticing what i'm drawn to having that question in my mind means you know i'm just finding I, I like that idea of this is a tool if I mm. notice what I'm drawn to and I have a question in my mind mm. then maybe what I'm drawn to is in some yeah. way connected with the, the answer or yeah what I need to know yeah yes Thanks. that's exactly right Marin holding the question um, yeah. makes it available to be answered yeah Okay, so we've got loads of questions here. Sorry, I don't think we're going to get to everybody. Uh, but Saddam is saying that I'm usually so busy getting for me to be, it would be good to be more mindful of surroundings to start with. Yeah, so even just taking that mindful walk in itself is helpful. Um, and, oh, uh, Sally wants to know, have you also attempted this in the middle of the countryside, Nick? <laughs> as opposed to the big busy frenetic city environment yeah and of course you can can't you i think what the, the thing about street wisdom it's kind of the power of it is it's counterintuitive it's at least on the face of it counterintuitive because the city is kind of meant to be about you know not being busy or not relaxing and not being or not taking your time so that kind of dissonance that kind of contrast between the way we are and the way we could be with street wisdom is is is, is quite is quite orthogonal it's quite abrupt um but however absolutely you know wherever i'm walking my dog um i always trying a little bit of countryside wisdom as best i can yeah okay and and 
what about people who might be housebound? Um, mm. I'm not sure who it is. It's mm. not got the name. Mm. Somebody's iPad mm. question. Mm. Mainly housebound can only mm. walk in a small garden. Can mm. I apply this? Does it work in small spaces? Yeah, so we 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 kind of pivoted. Uh, the expression is uh, during during lockdown, one of the lockdowns in the UK, um, to do uh, home uh, street wisdom. And actually, if you if you look on the website, um, there are some Zoom uh, street wisdom sessions. I think they run them once a month, which are entirely based computer based. And so we use kind of similar kind of uh, approaches that I did at the end of the practice. Um, that we did at the beginning about you know using our immediate environment so uh, absolutely it can be done uh in, in that kind of context yeah right thank you um uh there was a question that i've i've ca I, I can't quite find it but i think it was about um in your experience do you find that the the answers the things that you're drawn to actually come more from the street i'm paraphrasing here because i can't find the question myself but mm. do they come from the street itself or is it from the people mainly what 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 is typical for you oh well i think that you know the reality of it of this is that the street is is an is, is an inanimate um well there's a level of sentience of course i guess it depends on your beliefs but for the most part uh, what's happening here is that this question is being held by us as participants and we are and we are and we are reflecting back we are making connections it's kind of what you were saying earlier marion where the question is being held and you're seeing things or hearing things or smelling things that resonate with that question so it's the interface i suppose is is the real dynamic aspect okay um there's a big question here um, from, from, from Sharon. Um, just wondering if there's a link with climate change here. You know, if the environment is changing, then what we notice is changing too. So maybe the answers and thoughts that we are noticing are changeable with the environment. Does that make sense to you, Nick? Yeah. I mean, I think the... I think, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when we're doing a, a street wisdom uh, uh, adventure and in the moment, there is specific, it's a specific moment in time, I guess. And, and what we, what are we experiencing in that moment? But I think, of course, you know, if you do that over time, um, you would absolutely be able to see differences, I suppose, you know, in, 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 in with regards to a specific area and how that was being impacted uh, in that kind of way. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully that's answered that question. I understood it. Yeah. Yeah, and that, my guess is that that if if the impact of the environment is something that is important to me and is a question in my mind, then I will find the answers because the question is being held. Uh, yeah. There's one sure. question actually. Sorry, am I, can I pick one out? Would that be all right? Of course you can. Yeah. And um, Linda mentioned one which I think is interesting. Well, there, yeah, there, there are lots of great questions, but are you noticing the street and making judgments about it? Ah, yes. About what you see, or is it non-judgmental? So, yeah, I mean, from my perspective, it's a really interesting point, and yeah, the, the concept of non being non-judgmental and, I guess, compassion, of course, you know, which is, you know, such an important thing, especially this time of the year as we're sort of setting out. Um, I think that, you know, there is, a, I, I guess that there will be aspects of judgments in it, but what I, 
You know, but it isn't really the kind of judgment we might normally have, which is a purely cognitive judgment where we are thinking this is good and this is bad and so forth. Because this is, you know, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of, um, it's a lot of exper experiential, you know, where we're being drawn to things that attract us. Um, you know, we're approaching it from a real kind of embodied kind of approach. So I think the kind of judgments we are making are hopefully a little bit more embodied, a little bit more connected a little bit more grounded. So I think there is judgment, perhaps not the kind of judgment, um, you know, that kind of cognitive judgment, which sometimes can be difficult. Mm, yeah, thank you. Um, also, there was a question right at the beginning uh, from Yumna, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, is there an instrument or a questionnaire to measure street wisdom? It's just a question about this could be a wonderful construct to work on, or maybe, you know, someone's already working on this. Yeah, so um, there are kind of two sides to street wisdom, uh, and this information is on the website if, if you'd like to take a look. But um, as I say, the main core of it is, is you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've run loads of street wisdom uh, experiences and adventures, but it's all I just do it because I love it. And it's a, you know, it's a not for profit organization, but there is a sidearm to it that works with businesses um, and they have worked with a whole range of businesses um, and sort of demonstrated the benefit for um, developing for inspiration, for creativity, for yeah, mindful behaviors has been part of that as well. So, um, not questionnaire as such, but there's there's sort of evidence, if you like, of it working within certain um, uh, certain context. Okay, thanks. And Sharon has just posted in the chat. Those of you who are interested, the link to streetwisdom.org. So, if you want to go and find out more, it's there. Um, and uh someone just mentioned you know that they, they can't wait to go and try this it sounds exciting can't wait to go and try this mm. um some curiosity about walk and talk therapy it sparked some ideas mm. in other people as well mm. Mm. um so that i think that was from allison the idea to wait to go and try and play and experiment with this so um yeah and I can talk to you know how you can get involved. I think I mentioned that a little bit, but perhaps once we finish the Q this this Q and A. But yeah, there's loads of ways to get involved. Okay. Um, there's one question from Stella there about sort of yeah. the history aspect, which is I think is great, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there are if you're living in a city where there is, um, you know, there is that kind of heritage uh, and and his and history. One of the things that's really powerful is is looking up actually in urban environments because often um, there is extraordinary history above ground level which is often can be developed in cities but actually sometimes the older buildings with dates and so forth live up there and you know with, with street wisdom we spend time to look around and that stuff can really um, kind of really flood into the experience okay so I think I think we're just about out of time Nick was there anything you just you mentioned something mm. there um, about mm wanting to see how people could get involved yeah so yeah the best place to go is the website all the information is on there that uh, Sharon has posted um, and you can go on events uh, they're online and offline um, there is also uh, you can there's podcasts audio where you, you can simply listen to David's voice and he can he talks you through the various stages and you can obviously do that at um, your own pace there's a book um, which I believe you can buy as well, which David wrote. But yeah, there's lots of different ways that um, uh, you can kind of interact. And it still happens all over the world. Oh, yes, and I would say 
um, in September, normally at the end of September, there's a thing called the Worldwide Wander. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is, uh, we, like to, we like to say is wonderful with an A, just playing with, playing with the words a little bit there, which is simply wonderful. And, uh, and on, that, on that weekend, we have a sequence of events all around, around the world. Um, uh, yes, and in all sorts of different places, yeah, which is great fun. Okay, so thank you so much, uh, Nick. That was really interesting. I think we can see from the, the questions we've had and people's curiosity about this process and about trying it, uh, that that's been really, really interesting. So thank you so much for your time this evening. I hope everyone um, has the opportunity to look at the website and follow up if you want to do that. I want to thank everyone again for being here this evening. A happy new year to those of you that maybe arrived after we said that earlier. Um, I've just a couple of reminders that, of course, we have our daily sessions every day, free sessions at one o'clock and seven o'clock most evenings many of you already attend them and we have our social evening as well on the 27th of january and this month we have um, susan albrecht who's a pianist and mindfulness facilitator who's going to lead us in a session which uh, she's calling new year and new inspiration so do please make sure you join us on the 27th that's the last friday of the month and in our usual way I would now like to invite all of you to unmute and say goodbye in whatever way feels most appropriate to you and in your own language. Um, and goodbye. a happy new year once more to everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.